Today's scripture reading comes from the 34th Psalm, just the first eight verses. I want to immediately begin by reading um, this song of praise, this prayer as we frame our moments together. I will extol the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. I will glorify in the Lord. Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. Glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. This poor man called and the Lord heard him. He saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him, and he delivers them. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. Brothers and sisters, this is the word of God for the people of God. Let us pray. Gracious Lord, that we would trust in you, give to you our fears. And feel your presence as it encamps around us and works through us. Lord, bless our hearing and bless the speaking of these words to the glory of Christ our Lord. Amen. I thought it would be uh, fun to start this morning with a little participation time. Uh, (laughs) You guys worry too much. Um, I I was... uh, in, in um, preparing for the message and, and kind of framing and my thoughts this morning, um, started to think about fear. Certain of the things that scare us. And so as I research all over the place, uh, I came across a number of articles that talked about the most common fears that we face, or we being collectively. And, and so there was a number of lists, top 10, top 12 fears, and I thought it would be fun to see how many of them, just for a few moments, you can identify. Not necessarily that you have, maybe you do, maybe you don't, but what do you think are some of the most common fears that people face? Okay, here, dark. Actually, dark wasn't on there, not on my list, now I'm sure. So dark, but that, that is one. What else? Spiders. Okay, here's spiders. Spiders is on the list. It was actually on this list that I have. It was, and I don't think they're in any particular orders, but it was number one, arachnophobia, fear of spiders. That's, I don't know that I have the phobia. Some of you are shuddering just thinking about it, but I don't like spiders. What else? Snakes. snakes. I heard snakes. That is on the list. Ophid, oh, 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 I shouldn't even try to pronounce these. Ophidio. Phobia, that's fear of snakes, probably. It's something like that. What? Claustrophobia. Yes, there was one. Um, it was actually, on the list I had, it, it would kind of fit into that. It was, let me see, where is it? It's the fear of situations where escape is difficult, which claustrophobia would fit into. Agora, agoraphobia, places where you, maybe you can't get out of. But I think, I think I'm assuming a claustrophobia would kind of fit into that. Hurricanes. No, hurricanes was not on the list, but it should be for us. Germs. Germs was on the list. <laughs> I won't even say how she knows that. Um, it was, let me see, where is that one? 
I should be. There it is. Um, mesophobia. Is that how you say it? Mesophobia? Yes, fear of germs or dirt. Rodents? No, not rodents. Heights was on there. Um, acrophobia, fear of heights. Fear of death. Fear of death was on the, uh, uh, on the um, thanatophobia, something like that. What'd you say? Fear of your wife. That is not on there. But that, my friend, should be. And right now, for you, it definitely ought to be. So, uh, fear of pain. Not fear of pain, but there was one that maybe would fit into that, um, which was fear of injections. And I saw it as needles, fear of injections. So, that's a limited version of pain, but that would kind of fit, yeah. Fear of elevators. No, but I think that would go back to the, um, the fear of, um, yeah, situations you can't get out of. I, I can't find it. The fear of, yeah. fear of rejection. No, that's an excellent one, but it's not on this list, but I think it, it certainly is a big fear. Yes, ma'am. Fear of talking and for, yes, public speaking, glossop- glossophobia. I have it. So, um, <laughs> all right, anybody else want to venture one? We'll do Steve. Senility. Um, no, I'm trying to see if that would fit into any of those. No, I'd, actually, that one's not on this list, but that's certainly a, a, an, excellent, an excellent fear. Fear of failing. Fear of failing. Um, no, but, but again, an excellent one on this one. Fear of falling. Um, no, maybe with the fear of heights that would fit, though the falling isn't the threat, it's the landing that, um, <laughs> that is, is scary. But, but I, I think that would, I would kind of categorize that in that kind of fear of heights, which would be the, the fear. Here, here are some of the other ones that we didn't mention. We had spiders, we had snakes, we had heights. We had escape is difficult. Interestingly enough, in the top 12 list, and this was on a number of lists. This wasn't just one. I, I kind of read a bunch. Fear of dogs. Fear of dogs. And they said a lot of times it was because people who have that kind of fear had a, an experience as a child or, or something where they were attacked. So fear of dogs. Now here's one. We had fear of hurricanes that was mentioned, which isn't, but would certainly be common to a lot of us in Florida. Fear of thunder and lightning. Astrophobia, um, and it has a few other names by that. Uh, fear of injections, fear of so- social situations, just social interactions. Some of those kind of phobias um, are, are, are there. Here's one I, I'm sure somebody mentioned, though I didn't pick up on it. Uh, fear, fear of flying. Um, I, I saw a quote from George Kaufman. I don't even know who George Kaufman was that once said, um, in, in relation to his fear of flying, said, I like terra firma. The more firma, the less terra. So uh, I, liked, I liked that. Uh, fear of germs and dirt, fear of public speaking, fear of death. Those. So most of them uh, you identified. And certainly some we can either identify, and sometimes there are certain fears that we can identify with because we, we share them. I, I start with that because the verse in the psalm that you know, kind of just popped for me the first time I read it was verse 4. I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. All my fears. And, you know, it's interesting 
to kind of contrast this message and these words with this time of the year. And, and as Halloween approaches and, and all the festivities, this is kind of a time of the year that we elevate and, and even celebrate in some ways fear. Uh, we play on it. We have fun with it. This isn't necessarily, I mean, I know Halloween can be very divisive among Christians, and, and that, that's worth a conversation, but that's not really my point here today. But it's to say that we, we kind of, we, we, you know, haunted houses, um, spooktaculars, you know, Halloween parties, all the things that, that go into this time of year, we, we kind of we kind of have fun with, and, and some people love to go into those places where they can have moments and they can experience moments of fear, where they can be scared. Some of you might like horror movies for that reason. I don't, but some do. I you know, that love that kind of a genre, and, and I have some friends and some people that I know that, that love that kind of genre. And so there's, there's this embrace sometimes a fear. That's why I called it things that go bump in the night. That's kind of what we, we kind of find ourselves engaged in collectively, societally at this time of year. It is an interesting thing to me that Thursday we'll have Halloween and then Friday, I mean the very next day, we go from anticipation of the scary and celebration of the, the frightening to Christmas mode. You know, and peace on earth and, you know, serenity and all the things that get elevated during the season. It's such a, a, such a, sharp, uh, such a sharp contrast. But, you know, I was, I was wrestling with that a little bit. You know, why in some situations is fear so embraced and, and why in so many other realities it's just so dreaded. And, and the reality is, that we know haunted houses and spooktaculars and Halloween fun and all of those things, horror movies, it's not real. We know it's not real. It may scare us, it may spook us, it may frighten us a little, but we know it's not real. But what happens when it is? What happens when the fear doesn't dissipate when you walk out of the Funhouse. What happens when the fear isn't over, when the trick-or-treating is done and the, the costumes are taken off and the, the, the credits roll? What happens when fear is more a permanent reality? See, that's really the difference. Maybe it's the difference, I don't know if it's a, a technical or an appropriate definition, but between being scared, which is fleeting and momentarily, and moment by moment, and, and, and fear, which very often takes up residence and permeates our, our being. And that's what the Scriptures over and over speak to, because fear becomes debilitating, because fear becomes limiting, uh, and certainly too often it's not very fleeting. One of the, the things is, as I was reflecting that, and, and I've had in conversations with, with many of you over the, the months since Jamie and Lisa 
Gooden were here. They were here last February, as many of you were here. They're the, the couple that are doing mission work in the Bahamas with the kids of, of the island of Bimini, and we've supported them. One of the things they said that resonated with me, and I know it did for many of you because you've, you've brought it up, was in their comment that the kids on the island, most of them, could not swim. You remember that? And they said that they, they used an, an interesting definition. They said the, the waters, the crystal clear waters of the Caribbean that are around the island of Bimini, Jamie said, is the most beautiful barbed wire fence you've ever seen to these kids because they're afraid of it, because they're scared of it. And so, you know, for, for somebody like me, and I know a few of our, our, our new members like, uh, that, that scuba dive, and some of you that scuba dive or snorkel, you know, I, I think I see the ocean as just such a, a playground of exploration and beauty and, and just observing the wonders of, of God's work. They're surrounded by some of the most beautiful waters in the world, but for them, it's restricting. It's limiting. Well, well why? It's, it's fear. But, but the reality is that that's not just for them. In our lives, when fear takes root and takes residence and becomes the, the defining a reality, emotion, experience of our lives, it becomes limiting in our relationships, in our potential, when we fear failure and we fear falling short, which we talked about. Some of you said fear of failure. Absolutely. And what, what does fear of failure do? It keeps us from trying. Because if we don't try, we don't fail. In our relationships, if we don't love, we don't get hurt. In 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 all aspects of lives, it becomes limiting. It becomes defining. And, and so the, 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 the struggle for me in my own life is what do I do with that? Because it would be nice to sit here and be able to say there's a, there's a formula, a biblical formula, in which you will not experience fear, that you'll never have those moments. I, I wish that was the case. I wish as a father that I could sit down with my children, Ryan and Cassidy, and say to them, you have nothing to ever be afraid of because nothing bad will happen. I've looked. I wish I could find that in here. But I can't. Life teaches us differently. And, and life teaches us there are healthy moments of fear. And there, there are moments, you know, when, when we were in the, uh, the, the Blue Ridge Parkway years, a couple years ago with the kids, and we were um, doing a lot of trails and doing some of the climbing up some of the mountains. Uh, and, and we'd come to places, you know, natural beauty. You've been to the Blue Ridge where you can go out on the rock ledges. Okay, I wanted my kids to have some fear because I didn't want them on the edge. I, I want, we talked about the fear of falling. The fear, uh, there, there's healthy parameters there. But, but how do we keep it from becoming debilitating. And I wish there was a formula that, that took all fear away. But, but I don't think that's what the Scriptures communicate. But rather, the Scriptures give us a wonderful truth, a blueprint for what we do when fear grips us, what we do in those moments. And it's found in the very next verse in the psalm. Verse 5, after it says, He delivered me from all my fears, those who look to him. Those who look 
to him are radiant. When Ryan was about six, we, uh, we took a trip to Chicago. When my brother and his wife were still living in Chicago at the time. And uh, they lived out in Aurora. But my sister-in-law, Tina, her father um, is very accomplished. And he travels, literally travels the world for his job. And so he has places he stays in various parts of, uh, again, around the world. One of the places that he did a lot of work at the time was Chicago. And so his um, job had a, an apartment on one of the high-rises down in the heart of Chicago that he would stay when he was in town. And so we happened to be there, and he wasn't in town, but we were able to go and spend a, a couple nights in downtown Chicago at that apartment. And it was a, I don't know, 70, 80-story you know, building. It was one of the, you know, it wasn't the biggest of the big, but it was up there. And I remember we went up, Ryan and I and Brian and Tina went to the very top floor. And uh, we were standing there. It was a beautiful day. And the, the ledge, you know, came to about here. In fact, I can remember I kind of had to hold Ryan up a little bit so he could just peek over. And, and I was peeking over. I was looking over. And I've never been a, somebody who loved heights, but I've never really been afraid of them. As long as I was on firm foundation, I was, I'm okay with it. But I remember on this day, as I looked over and I looked down, I started to panic. I was not in any risk. I was not in any danger. But I started to kind of feel my heart beat fast and, you know, to kind of the sweat. I was starting to kind of, so much so that I had to back off. I just had to step back and just kind of gather myself. And I remember thinking, this is weird. I'd never had this happen before. So I was thinking, so I did it again to see if it would happen again. Because I'm slow to learn. And, um, and it did. And, and every time I looked down, that's what would happen. Now, I could stand on the ledge and look out. I could admire the city. I could admire the buildings. I could admire the landscape. If I looked out, I was fine. When I looked down into the place where the worst-case scenario could happen, even though there was no way short of me intentionally climbing over that ledge. There was no way I was going down. But when I looked to the place of what was the worst case, when I looked at my fear, I freaked. Didn't plan it that way, but that's what, when I looked to my fear, I freaked. But when I looked out, I was okay. What does the Scripture teach us over and over? Look to Him. That, that, those three words really encapsulized for me what we do when we experience our fear, when we're, whatever those things that go bump in the night are for us. Where are we looking? Where we, I'm not criticizing our fears. I, I have them too. But where's our focus? Maybe that's the question. I mean, you think about over and over the words that we read in Scripture, in the Psalms, over and over. You're going to read words, do not be afraid, fear not, uh, have no fear. When the Israelites were getting ready to claim the land that God had promised, when they were ready to come into the promised land after the death of Moses, and Joshua is addressing the people right at the beginning of the book of Joshua, he says these words in the first chapter. He says, be strong and courageous. Jesus in the gospel, especially the gospel of Matthew, um, 10th chapter of the gospel of Matthew, 
Jesus says to his disciples as they're getting ready to go out and, and to be evangelists and to proclaim his gospel. He says, don't be anxious. Don't be afraid. And he uses the example that the Lord takes care of the sparrows of the air and the lilies of the field. How much more do you mean to God? Don't be afraid. Well, you know who needs to hear the words, be strong and courageous? Are people who aren't feeling very strong and courageous. Do you know who needs to hear the words, don't be anxious or worried? Are people who are anxious and worried. See, it's not, I believe, not a criticism of those moments or those experiences, but a rather a refocus in those moments. It says, look to the one whose angels encamp around you. Look to the one who promises to be with you. Look to the one who has given you a declaration of what is to be and has made a promise to you. In other words, what Joshua says, what Jesus says, what the psalmists say, what the Scriptures testify over and over again is do not look to your fears, but look to your faith. Look to your faith. And it's not a promise that it's always going to go the way we want it to go. That, that's not it. I, I believe that, that when David stepped out in front of a giant, he was not 100% certain that he was going to survive that encounter. But I believe what David testifies in his courage is that he would rather die in faith than to live in fear. Die in faith than to live in fear. I can't guarantee every time I get on a plane that I'm going to make it to my destination or that we get in a car. We can't make any of those guarantees. And if we live in fear, we're never going to do those things. But when we embrace faith, we embrace a promise of a God whose presence is with us and a God who says that even in your death, even in the quote-unquote worst-case scenario, my plan and purpose for you cannot be thwarted. My blessings cannot be removed. What's Paul says? Death, where's your victory? Death, where's your sting? Because it doesn't get the final word. So if that's the worst thing that can happen, what do we have to fear? Where do you look? You know, where, where's, where's the focus? Is it in fear or is it in faith? God's call to us is to be focused on our faith and to his promises be strong and courageous do not fear do not be anxious however you want to worry because we are Christ's there was a, a motivational speaker that I was reading some excerpts from and he was talking about a, a speech he gave in Texas on Galveston the island of Galveston and and he noticed that in a lot of name tags, the people who were there, they had these initials, B-O-I. And put B-O-I in their name. Anybody know what B-O-I stands for? Anybody guess? Born on the island. Who was that? Very good. Very impressive. Born on the island. And he said those who had that on their name tag, born on the island, kind of had this sense of maybe entitlement, of, of extra worth, of extra, being a little extra special, simply because of where they were born. He said, but it impacted him. And I think maybe it would be neat if we put something similar on our, our name togs. Not as a sign of privilege, but as a sign of promise. And rather than B-O-I, 
What if it was BTG? Belong to God. BTC, belong to Christ. That reminded us of our promise, of, of where we look, even in the midst sometimes of our fears. It's, it's a reality. Our, our lives experience moments of fear. But I pray for us that they be times when rather than focusing on our fears, we look to our faith and to our trust in God's promise, his provision, and his presence. Let us pray. Gracious Lord, thank you that you're with us always. And that, yes, we will have moments of, of fear and anxiety, but you're there too. And help us to look to you, to trust in you and be strengthened by your presence, which is with us now and forever, to hold to our faith and to remember we belong to God. May that define us and may that give us courage and strength today and always. In the name of Christ our Lord. Amen.